Hello, my brothers and sisters in Christ. My name is Ramazan. If you don't know where Turkey is, you can look up your Bible and then you will see that many places actually that mention in the Bible, it's in Turkey now, such as seven churches of Revelation, Galatians, Colossia, Antioch. We see that 2000 years ago, Apostle Paul and Barnabas, they came to this land during their missionary journey and they spread the word of the Lord and also they started many churches. Christianity actually spread and grew from the ancient land of Turkey. Christianity was main religion of this land. But over the years, we see on church history that Christianity shrank and became a very small and minority group now. Turkey population is 83 million. There is only between 7 or 8,000 Turkish believers, Turkish Christian believers in this country now. Because we are a small group, because we are a Christian and minority group in Turkey, a lot of time we receive mistreat and lots of uh, people in Turkey they have misinformation about Christianity and Christians. That's why we receive discrimination. That's why many people don't like us and they think bad about us because lots of nationalist leader and religious leader, they spoke up against Christians on the media. And they think that we are betrayer for our country and we are very dangerous for this nation and that's why they are making a lot of pressure and rejecting and also a lot of hatred towards uh, Christians. And I don't know how do you feel when people rejected you and when people doesn't want you. But I want to share with you our response and also I want to share with you from the Bible how the uh, discipleship a disciple of Jesus Christ responds in the situation like that. And we know that uh, discrimination is not the problem only in Turkey. This is the problem in whole world and many countries and we see that many groups discriminate each other. They don't like each other. They reject each other and they spoke up against each other. And it is getting harder and harder to share the gospel in this kind of situation and in this kind of world. But we know that there is a way. And because we see that this is not a new problem. And there is nothing new about suspicions. There is nothing new about hate. Uh, of one group for another. There is nothing new about desire for revenge. Even we see this problem in the Bible. Jews hate Samaritans and Samaritans hate Jews. And that even extended to Jesus and his disciples. And if you look at the story in the book of Luke chapter 9, we see that Jesus and his disciples, they are on a mission trip. They want to go and visit the town and villages and they want to share the message of kingdom of God to those people and also they wanted to minister to them. They wanted to uh, build some relationship. 
And Jesus and his disciples, we see in this story that they are coming to a village. And this is a Samaritan village. And they wanted to uh, be with them. And they wanted to share the time with them. And But we see that Samaritan village, these people, they did not want Jesus and his disciples come into their village. And they refused Jesus and his disciples. They didn't want to have relationship with them. They rejected them. And after they rejected Jesus and his disciples, we see that uh, some of the disciples like James and John are getting very angry about it. And they are furious. They are steaming. And they go to Jesus and said to Jesus, Hey Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Lord, do you want us to bring the fire from above to destroy them? Lord, should we teach them a lesson? Lord, should we show them who is the boss? Lord, should we make them pay for what they did to us? Remember, Jesus' disciples have been with him for a while now. They know that Jesus has amazing power because they witness of many miracles of Jesus. They saw that Jesus healed hundreds of their sicknesses. He raised a widow's son from the death and his forgiving sinners. He calmed the sea and he delivered many people from the demon possessions. And also he shared his authority and power with his disciples. We know that Jesus sent out his disciples to go and cast out demons and heal the sickness, uh, sick people and help them. And when they went to uh, those mission trips, they were successful. They, will, they, they were able to cast out many demons. They were able to uh, heal many sick people. And they were very encouraged about that. Even they came with that excitement and said, Jesus, that all those uh, demons and illnesses bow down before them. And they know that Jesus has amazing power. And they know that somehow they can share this power with him and with his permission. And that's why they came to Jesus and said that, Lord, do you want us to command the fire from above to destroy them? The text brilliantly explained Jesus' response. He says, he turned and rebuked them, and then they went to another village. You see, that's it. No fire, no judgment, no words of recrimination or rebuke for Samaritan village. The only rebuke Jesus gave, he reserved for his own disciples for thinking of such a things. Then he simply takes them to another village to see if it will receive them. You see, the disciples look to brandish the power of their religion as a flame of terror. We see that Jesus 
keeps trying to teach them to do is a tragic misuse of the power of their religion. Only after the cross did the message sink in. Only gradually did they came to understand that they were seeking the wrong things. Then they were glad that Jesus had stopped them. The Samaritans and Jews very, uh, were very different from one another. The Bible tells us that they had very different belief system. They didn't like each other. In fact, they were enemies. The Jews didn't want to do anything with Samaritans and the Samaritans also didn't want to do anything with Jews. They did not have any relationship. There was a, a lot of hatred and many cultural barrier uh, between those two groups of people. The disciples were Jewish too. Think about it. Jesus knew the picture they, uh, they had in their minds regarding the Samaritans. The disciples would have believed the Samaritans could not be included in a family of God. As Jew, they were children of God and the Samaritans were dirty outsiders. Just look at what John's and John and James asked Jesus. Lord, do you want us to command fire from above to destroy these people? Think about that. If Jesus could not change their racist mindset, how could he pass on his ministry to them and how could he send them to preach to good news all the other nations? That's why I believe that during his ministry, Jesus focused on breaking down the walls of hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. He used every opportunity to work towards this goal. Once the Pharisee and disciples asked Jesus to define who was their good neighbor, and Jesus responded with the story of Good Samaritan. Obviously, this story that Jesus told them paint a very positive picture of Samaritans. Because Jesus sees that everybody were talking negative about Samaritans. Everybody, they did not like Samaritans. And that's why Jesus could have used the Jews as a good neighbor example here, but he chose to use the Samaritan people as a good example because he wanted to say something positive about them and he wanted to change their relationship. And another example that we see in the book of John 4, and we see that Jesus had a long conversation with a Samaritan woman. Even in that culture at that time, people didn't want to associate with Samaritans, especially the woman. And But we see here that Jesus had a conversation with this Samaritan woman. Even the woman have shock that Jesus would engage the conversation with her. 
Look up the uh, verses, what he, she said. She said that you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jew do not associate with Samaritans. This is what she said. And also we see that even the disciples were shocked that Jesus would engage the conversation with that woman. Long story short, at the end of this conversation, the woman was saved and told other people in her village about love of Jesus Christ, about the relationship that she started with Jesus Christ. And we see that through her testimony, many also people in her village became to have relationship with Jesus. After this conversation, Samaritans invited Jesus and his disciples to their village. During this visit, we see that even more people came to Jesus. Through this dialogue, thoughts and feelings were changed between these two group of people. The last example that I want to give you it comes uh, after the time of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus sent out his disciples to all the nation. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 8, Jesus said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I believe that Jesus especially included the Samaritans, uh, Samaria here, because he wanted to change the relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews. Because Jesus wanted to uh, build a relationship between Samaritans and Jews. And if he didn't mention the Samaritan in this command, and I believe that disciples were going to go to every other nation except the Samaritans. But Jesus included Samaritans here on a purpose. I believe that Jesus was the only way to destroy the hatred between them. In the book of Acts chapter 8, we see that Jesus reached his goal. When we look at the, this story, we see that Philip went to the Samaria and shared the gospel with many Samaritans. And we see that many Samaritans also became a Christian. And after this, John and Peter heard about this church in Samaria that who became a Christian and he went and he visited them. They went and they visited them. And we see that when they visit the Peter, when they visit the Samaritans and Peter and also John pray over them and they bless them. And after they pray for uh, Samaritans, the Samaritans also receive the Holy Spirit. My friend, we see that one of the symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Bible, it's a fire. In this passage, Luke chapter 9, we see that apostles, the disciples, they want to bring the fire from above 
to destroy the Samaritans because their heart was full of hatred and revenge and they did not like Samaritans and they wanted to destroy them with the fire that will come from above. But in the book of Acts chapter 8, we see that apostles John and Peter brought a different kind of fire from heaven to save Samaritans because John's heart had changed and he now had mercy and love for Samaritan people. I believe the only way also for us now to destroy the hatred between other groups and Christians is the true the having an attitude of Jesus Christ. Once we start to show love and mercy towards every people around us and our neighbors, we will see that Jesus broke down the walls between us. I like this saying. Once Abraham Lincoln said, I destroyed my enemies when I make them my friends. And also I love this too, that Martin Luther King Jr. said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. You see, my friend, that ministry of Jesus Christ over the uh, months and years in his disciples' heart and in disciples' life changed their life. And they were enemies before with Samaritans and they wanted to destroy them. But here in the book of Acts chapter 8, we see that their heart was changed and they reach out to Samaritans and they pray for them and they bless them and they bring fire from above, Holy Spirit, to save them and fix their relationship. And I believe that Jesus wants to do every, uh, Jesus wants to do same thing for your life and my life. And I experienced that Jesus changed my life also like that too. I wanted to give you an example from my life, how Jesus broke a cultural wall in my mind. Before I became a Christian, I was a communist and I did not like nationalist people. I didn't want to do anything with them. I hated them actually. And there was a man in our church that who became a Christian now, he is the one of the pastor in different part of Turkey. He was a extreme nationalist before come to Christ. And, and uh, one day my friend, this na former nationalist friend, he called me and he wants me to perform his wedding ceremony. And ironically, he was going to get married Kurdish people. Nationalist people in Turkey, they don't like also Kurdish people. But this guy, after he became a Christian, he was getting married to Kurdish people and he called me to perform his wedding ceremony. You see how Jesus changed our life. And I remember that uh, during that wedding time, 
and three of us uh, we sit down uh, under the cross before the wedding me the former communist my friend the former nationalist and his wife the uh, Kurdish lady and we came together and we pray for each other and we were calling also each other a brothers and sisters you see my friend this is the only way I believe that Jesus changed our heart I would have never imagined before Christ that my best friend in this life would be a nationalist and also I have another example for you that when I was uh, at one conference in uh, California and I was sharing my testimony and also some message from the Word of the God with many people young people and after uh, my speech there is one guy that he approached me and he told me Pastor Ramazan I am an Armenian and if you know the history there was a lot of hatred uh, between Armenians and Turks and there was a war between Armenia and Turkey and there is a lot of hatred from these two nationalities and this guy he told me that he's an Armenian and he told me also that all his life his family taught him how to hate Turks and he said that because of his family he hated Turkish people and he didn't like them and he didn't want to do anything with them and after he said that two years ago he became a Christian Jesus started uh, work in his heart to change this mindset and also this attitude towards Turkish people and he said that because Jesus changed now my heart I don't hate anymore and I love your nations and I pray for Turkey and I pray for Turkish people so often that God kingdoms will come in your country this was very touching moment and after he shared those things with me he also told me pastor Ramazan can I give you a hug and pray for you and we just sit down over there and he put his hand on me and he started pray for me and for my nation I saw and I witnessed that how Jesus changed his life and his heart and also I experienced that Jesus changed my life and my heart towards other people that I didn't like and I see also in this story that Jesus changed his disciples life that they were able to communicate with Samaritans and welcome them as a brothers and sisters in Christ and I believe also Jesus wants to do same thing in your life what can you do start breaking those barriers now if you look at your life and if you look at your heart 
if you see that there is some barriers or cultural wall between you and those group of people, what do you do? My friends, first, you can start with communication and others can see who you are in Christ. How do you treat uh, people in your life? Do you treat them like the disciples did? Or do you treat them as Jesus would? Do you feel uncomfortable with them? Do you look at them as they were nothing to you? Basically, my friend, my question is for you today. Who is the Samaritan in your life? Maybe it's not Muslims. Maybe it's not nationalist people. Maybe it's not Armenian or Turks. Maybe it's a different group of people. Mexicans, Arab, black or white, Democrats or Republicans, homeless people, or your neighbor, or someone at your church that you are not comfortable with. And when you look at your life, and if you see that there are Samaritan in it, you need to do something about that wall. Because Jesus wants to break this wall in your life because he wants you to reflect his character to those people. He doesn't want you to reject them or ignore them because the Lord himself loves them and values them. And Jesus also wants to reach out those people through you. Think about who it might be in your life. Who is the Samaritan people in your life? And what kind of fire do you want to bring down on your Samaritan? Do you want to bring the fire from above to destroy them? Or do you want to bring fire from above like Holy Spirit, love and change their hearts and lives and your relationship with them forever? My friend, this is what Jesus wants to do. He wants to reach out people and he wants to reach out every nation around the world. He wants to reach out your neighbors. He wants to reach out your city. He wants to reach out your country and he wants to reach out the world through us. But also he wants to change our hearts and lives towards those people. How do you how do we feel about them? Because if we can change our hearts and lives, how could Jesus can use us also to reaching out those people? Jesus wants them to believe the gospel message. You want them to believe what you believe. You want people to receive the Holy Spirit. You want people to believe the Jesus message. You want people to come to Christ. And you want also 
churches growing and many churches starting. And how are you going to do that? You have to start from your heart. That's what we experience here in Turkey. And when our church started in 1992, we were just a small group of people. We were facing lots of pressure and persecution and discrimination and rejected by other groups. But we did not give up. We started reach out them by one by. And when people came to our church and visit us, when they met with us, their idea about us also changed because they saw that we are not the kind of people that they hear from the media. They saw that we are the people that who are praying for them and who are showing them love and respect and embracing them. And many people, when they visit us, when they meet with us, their idea changed because when they saw that love of Jesus Christ in our life and they wanted to have also that love too. That's why our church is growing. And now our church is close to 200 people and they are all coming from Islamic background to Christ like me. And Jesus changed all of us heart like me. And now we are starting another church in the west of Antalya next year. And we will have three churches because we see that God is working and we want to be part of his mission. We want to work for his kingdom and we want to reflect his character and we want to share his words because we believe that this word of God has power to change life and heart. And we believe that this word has power to change the relationship between the groups. And I pray that you will be the witness of Jesus Christ, that he will also use you. Let's pray, my friend. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I am so honored and pleased today that I share the word of the God with my friends who are listening to me now. And I pray that you will bless them. Jesus, I pray that you will change also the hearts of these people, like how you change his disciples and how you change my heart. And I pray that use all of us as your uh, reflection of your character. Father, I pray that you will make us the uh, people that who are uh, taking your mission to many other groups and uh, nationalities. Father, we are here and we give you our hearts to change and use for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. My friend, thank you so much for listening to me today. And I am so honored and pleased that I share the word of the Lord with you. And I pray that God bless you and God use you for his kingdom.